Texas Prison Stories family, thank you for returning, y'all. This is part two with Mr. Lee A. Larry, 42 years on the inside. The only inmate ever to write a college textbook and publish. Show me your book, Mr. Larry. We need anybody who uh, supports prison reform, supports inmate reform, supports helping anybody to go buy a copy. We're not asking for any donations. We don't need anything like that. We need you to go purchase this copy and enlighten yourself. Because I promise most people in this world, they do not know what Islam is. They don't know anything about it. And this man right here is going to explain it to you. So it's pretty awesome. Mr. Larry, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for coming, man. Welcome to Galveston. Oh, last video we talked about the building tender system in Texas, how pre-1984 the guards were the people that actually, I mean, excuse me, the inmates were the actual guards. They did not, they did not guard you with uh, officers, none of that. It was turnkeys and guys with pipes, man. It was unbelievable, the stuff that was happening in Texas. But what we're going to talk about now is how it changed and why it changed. And in the state of Texas, any inmate that's ever been there, including myself, we always hear the story of David Ruiz and the Ruiz lawsuit. And the story that we get is David Ruiz was a hero and that he, you know, filed his suit and changed everything for us. And, man, that was pretty awesome. But Mr. Larry's told us that it actually went a little bit different and we want to know about it. Like, uh, Mr. Larry, how did that go? Who filed those suits? What happened back then? I had a multitude of inmates filed the lawsuit. It was not only David Ruiz. And what the federal court did, every time you would file back during that era, they said, ask you, do you want to be a part of the Ruiz lawsuit? Somebody got to be a class representative. Everybody's name can't be first. His name was first. I do not mean that he filed all the lawsuits. Different parts of, of things that changed Texas prison system was filed by various inmates. It wasn't, he wasn't the only one. That, that clown barely could read and write. So Mr. Ruiz himself could barely read and write. That's correct. Wow. So, listen, uh, when Mr. Ruiz took the head of the case, was he proud of that? Was he taking honor in that, that he was getting ready to be famous? Yeah, because inmates who are stupid and don't study law, they, was, they see his name, they think that he's the head honcho of all the lawsuits against Texas prison when he wasn't. There's was a lot of other guys who contributed to that lawsuit. Yeah, that's what I wanted to hear, man. Actually... I myself thought Ruiz was the guy that did it all by himself. No, no. I thought he took the punishment. I thought he did everything. You know what I mean? I just didn't know, man. And uh, in those lawsuits, just estimate how many, think 20, maybe 30 other guys too, probably. Yes, and you, if you uh, go read Ruiz, you can read it online. At the front of it, it got some of the main inmates who filed. They got their name listed. Okay, cool. And like Ruiz the medical that. thing was filed by J.W. Gamble. They had him killed. He didn't ever make it to court. Laws had him killed. Yeah, they had, a, had him in lockup and let another inmate out to stab him to death. He didn't ever make it to court. I can believe it. Listen, when when, <laughs> when David Ruiz's name when David Ruiz's name came up on that lawsuit, how did they handle David Ruiz? What happened to him? Uh, East Ham, they they whooped his ass one day and broke his leg, broke his foot, and they still made him go to work with a broke leg in the field. In the fields. Oh, shit. How'd that work? Not too good, huh? Yeah, he went. He whooped his ass all the way down the hallway. Did he have a cast on? No. Nope. he just broke leg? Broke leg, no cast. Oh, my God. Hey, <laughs> <And> let's... <laughs> oh, David Ruiz. Thank you, David. You took that ass whooping and changed a bunch of stuff. <laughs> Did the other guys get their ass whoops, too? 
different guys. It it a lot. It depended on. See, everybody wasn't at East Ham who filed that lawsuit. Oh, the majority of the guys, the system wide guys, was at Ellis. Some guys was at the Retrieve Unit. Some guys was at uh, Ramsey Unit. It was a lot of different units. Okay, cool. We're definitely going to talk about the Retrieve Unit probably next part. Next video, y'all, we're going to talk about the Retrieve Unit in Texas. The Retrieve Unit, oh my God, y'all, y'all have never heard anything like the Retrieve Unit, I don't think. But we, we won't touch into that right now. But uh, listen, when that lawsuit was filed and the actual changes were happening, how was it like, man? I mean, what, could y'all believe that it was really happening? I know you couldn't believe it. No, when they, we start going, they start going to court in 1978, 79, we wanted to show solidarity with all the guys who put their life on the line. So system-wide, we had a work stoppage. Everybody? Everybody. No field work, no nothing, no nothing kitchen happened. work, nothing? Quit. Everybody. Black, white, and Mexican? Everybody. There wasn't no racial problem in Texas prison back then. People stuck together. There wasn't no all this race shit. What do you mean people stuck together? I don't understand. Well, uh, the gang shit wasn't live. Hispanics might have had some little under-the-table gangs, but they wasn't raising no hell. If that was the case, they would have attacked the building tunnels who were kicking everybody's ass. Right. I ain't never seen one of them stab one of them or kill Nobody one of those guys. Nobody did anything, right. So, I got you. You don't know everybody else. It was every man for himself. You had a lot of head up fades. If you could hold your own, you was good. You told me something, Mr. Larry, that I want to I wanna ask you about. And this is going to be something that's going to shock the world, man. And you told me the truth. In 1976, you told me that a black man, a white man, and a Mexican man would drink out of the same cup. That's correct. That's true. Yeah, make one cup of coffee, and we all work together. We sit there and drink, smoke cigarette together. Matter of fact, we just only light one cigarette, pass it around to each other and smoke it. And when it's gone, we light another one. But it wasn't no race shit. And you didn't care. You'd hit that cigarette with a white man. Yeah. He'd hit that with you. Yeah, drink out the same cup of coffee. Eat out the same spread bowl like it wasn't shit. Man, what happened, Mr. Larry? What happened, man? Because it ain't like that no more. What happened, man? Uh, when they got rid of the building tunnel system, uh, guys got scared. Or, hey, we ain't got nobody going to look out for us. So they started banding together, starting gang shit. Texas didn't have They didn't know the first thing about a gang. So the building tenders kept them from starting gangs, and when they building tenders left, they started the gangs? Yes, sir. You said anything about a gang when they had building tenders, they've been to fuck your world up. You and your gang. All of them. <laughs> wow. They were the gang. They the gang. You told me that, man. You, they, you said the most organized gang you've ever seen in your entire life is building tenders. That's correct. And tell me what you told me earlier, Mr. Larry. You said if you attack a white building tender, guess who might come get you? Black and Hispanic building tenders are going to beat you down. If you attacked a white building tender, them black and Mexicans will come kill you, man. That's yeah. crazy. They didn't go by race. They go by, he's a building tender, and we all in the same car together, and we roll together. That's what they went by. Now, the other inmates is the one who didn't ride together. At a big maximum security unit, whole 2,000 inmates, it might be 50 guys over there who give them trouble all the time. Hell, what about the other thousand? Nobody wouldn't step up because it was too afraid because them fuckers would kill your ass. Damn. <coughs> That's how it was. It was real raw back then, man. Listen, uh, before we close this part right here, and we're going to, this is the building tender still talk. What would happen when a weak man come through that didn't want to fight, didn't want no problems? Well, if he came 
And he better know somebody. Better have a friend or Better something. have a friend. If he don't, I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for you. It's going to be a hard life. Texas prison was hard. And they didn't do no babysitting. The warden didn't babysit. You couldn't go tell a guard, hey, this guy down here trying to rape me. They didn't want to hear that shit. They'll call the other guy down and say, hey, this fool told us you was trying to rape him. And they tell him the man that was trying to rape you. Yeah. They oh, give him man. the green light to go ahead and do it, and ain't nothing going to happen. Wow. Yeah. And that is why the Prison Rape Elimination Act was so important. People needed that, man. Oh, uh, you know, every tough man for himself, but honestly, God, every man in this world ain't tough. So it's a sad situation. Sometimes somebody got to be the victim, man. It sucks. And, folks, that's why you don't want to go to prison, man. Like, listen to what he's telling you here. You have to fight for your position. Men will try to take whatever they can, including your body. Man, it's just not worth it, y'all. This guy here, man, is what he's telling us is monumental. Like, this is stuff that's going to die with this man and other men. You know, they don't. This is history. And I want the young kids to pay attention, y'all. Mr. Larry, what, what would you just give me a, just a quick message to any kid out there that's doing crime right now that thinks he's going to be cool going to the penitentiary? What do we tell him? Uh, if you're in the crime, you ain't got no friends. All you got to do is get caught up by the cops. No friends. He's going to snitch on you. They play, uh, play, play guys against each other. And uh, you ain't going to have no help. You get to the prison or the county jail. Nobody going to make you bond. Most time your family is too poor. They ain't got the money to hire an attorney. So you really is fucked. So don't fucking do it. That's right. Stay the fuck out of trouble, y'all. Or you're going to be doing one of these dumbass interviews like us, y'all. Thank you for watching. And uh, show me your book again, Mr. Larry. This is Lee A. Larry, Ph.D., Islam Demystified, y'all. Go to Amazon right now. We're going to put a link into the video. You can get that book, man. Thank you, Mr. Larry. Thank you.